It is strange to be somewhere that should feel so familiar and yet find it so unwell. The space below ground is no stranger to me. I have heard poetry humming in the warmth of the earth. I have heard old songs that still sing in the soil. And it is there, deep below where the start of all things slumbers, that you can feel the echoes as new thoughts form into new things. We should have heeded more its silence. Even the world itself can catch a sickness, once the wound has festered, hidden for too long. I wonder now, of course, how did I not feel the fever burning in its caverns? How could I not see the threads of fate there, cut and twisted out of shape? Perhaps with more attention we could have spared Ninut that struggle, that brutal second birth. And yet, there were so many other ways to leave the Sharrow. They are easier and faster, most of them well known. There are less fearful roads to take, and there are... Well, there are other ways that others took to escape a people's suffering. And yet Khan Veskal called us, like a beacon, pulled us deep into its wounds, and I think, perhaps, perhaps we were meant to be there, though we did not know it then, and it would feel for so long like a mistake. Perhaps we were brought below, to see what must be done, we had to see. Perhaps the world knew, even then. It needed tending. This is These Flimsy Rituals, a role-playing podcast. Joining me today is Ryan Evans. Hi, I'm Ryan, and you can find me on Twitter at BrainXray. Thryn Henderson. Hi, I'm Thryn, and you can find me at Thayrin on Twitter. Steve Martin. Hey, I'm a 2001 Grammy Award winner for Best Country Instrumental Performance, Steve Martin. And I'm Purple underscore Steve. And Elizabeth Simones. Hi, I'm Elizabeth, and you can find me on Twitter at CSylphGames. And I'm Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at AdTDixon. And you can follow this podcast on Twitter at FlimsyRituals. Let's start this episode with Venn's waking up out of the trance or faint or coma that he fell into. Ahead of you, you can see Callan and Briss. They seem to be working together to get two pieces of rope across a chasm. Briss is standing on one side and Callan the other. And they're kind of tying them around some, some trees. Sort of behind them, looking back to the direction you've come, you can see like the storms in the distance, and you can see like the outlines of thunder, um, like lighting through clouds. And you can still see and feel the last words that the Sharrow shared with you, which is, I'm dying, help. What, what, what are you doing? I think initially I'm trying to get my bearings, get back where I am, who I am. Okay. What I am. <laughs> After an experience like that, it's probably very overwhelming. Yeah, I think you're kind of um, balanced on Briss, not Briss, um, Belka and Shu's like, shoulders. They're like sort of supporting you and holding you up. And I guess they both notice you come awake. Thank you for your help, friends. Oh. I try and take my arms off their shoulders and try to support my own weight. I'm just going to let him go, yeah? Are you, are you just going to sit there? Yeah, I think f- f- at least for a little while. Okay. Especially if I've just woken up, just gather my strength, so to speak. I think, like, Shu, like, pats you on your left shoulder and just kind of leans his face in front of yours. How are you doing? Are you okay? Just a little tired, Shu, I think. I think all this uh, walking's a bit much for an old man like me. He gives you, like, a look, because she definitely saw what you did and definitely worked out what you were doing, and then starts, like, digging in his back and, like, draws out um, a flask of water for you to drink. I I, I maybe we're not even going to acknowledge <laughs> it for the moment and just be like, oh, yeah, th- thanks for the water. <laughs> um, she looks at uh, you, Belka, and says, can, can you look after him? I'm, I'm going to go see, see how Briss and Callan are doing. Yes. Cool. And uh, so Shu strides off. Um, is there anything you want to do to help him at this stage? I mean, I don't have any healing and or magic 
abilities, so now I'm just going to sit and chill with him. Are you saying anything, or are you just literally sitting down in front of him? I'm just going to sit sit and stare at him. What, like, right next to me, staring, like, into my face? Crouched or? literally right in front of Venn's, just staring. How's Venn's reacting to this? Um, <laughs> probably... I mean, not staring back, but just, like, looking back. Probably a bit vacant, actually, if I'm still feeling so drained. You know, like, it's it's been a tough couple of hours. Maybe it might be peace. Might be peaceful just to sit there and listen to the the Belka bells for a little while. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, so, Briss, uh, you're. I imagine you're the the one that's like the other side of the chasm, who's like managed to like climb and jump over. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So she's she's kind of finished just tying a, a knot and calls calls across the thing. Callan, is that is that ready? Callan like tugs. On the rope a little bit, and yeah, seems 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 strong right. to me. I'm coming back across. If I fall off, I'm going to haunt you, and just <laughs> c- confidently grabs onto the rope and starts cool. pulling herself across. Cool. As you get towards the end, you see um, you see like Shu has joined Callan. They offer like a very brief nod to each other. You get the impression it's very like professional rather than like friendly. Everything okay? Did you did you find any better ways up? <sighs> He he just like sighs. What? I, I'm sorry, Briss. Uh, we tried, but but one of one of the eagles um, tried to get me in vents. We only just got away. Is 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 the old man alright? He just kind of like shakes his head a little bit. We got away fine, but 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 the running was too much for him. He he, he kind of collapsed. Great. Okay. So, I mean, all right. Yeah, this is my fault. I should have brought him in the bloody first place. Do you wanna do you wanna wait here while we carry on with him? Um I'll take Callan. You know what? Do you wanna keep keep the storyteller as well? They're just gonna slow us down probably. She just kinda looks at you and is like I'll do my best, but <laughs> You know they've got a mind of their own. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know. But if they don't realise we're gone, <laughs> maybe they won't follow us. Callan? Shall we? Callan looks like a little bit resigned and then nods. As as we're crossing, um, I kind of mutter back to him. Seems we're out of out of range of of Shu. What would you rather be left here with him? Callan just kind of shrugs. I didn't think so. Um, Belka, I, I think you can see Briss and Callan seem to be heading across the road bridge towards the caves. Okay. Are you staying here? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I tried. I'm gonna run after him with my fast, strong legs. <laughs> cool. Um, so I think at this point, like, Briss and Callan are probably the other side of the bridge. Are, are you going across carefully? Or are you trying to catch up? A part of me wants to say I'm jogging after them backwards so I can keep staring at Vens, but I guess that's not very safe, so... <laughs> are, are you crossing, like, the bridge carefully? Carefully-ish. So okay. I, I imagine the bridge is literally just two bits of rope. It is, yeah. One to walk on and then another one at about sort of chest height. Yeah, basically. Thankfully, I've got very good balance. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're walking along the top rope then? Yes, correct. <laughs> could, um, I was going to say, could you maybe like zip line with your horns? <laughs> on the way back, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I'm doing a sprightly walk across the ropes. Cool. Um, would you like to tempt fate? Oh, go on then. How are you feeling right now? I think she probably like tried to like stop you as you came past and was like, "Don't you want to stay with?" And then you're kind of past him. Too slow. Uh, I'm torn. I think probably quite excited about getting to go on the rope bridge, but also a bit annoyed that they left without saying anything and were attempting to leave me behind. Mad is a minus one for me, so I might go for maybe more joyful. Oh, I rolled a four. Oh hell no. Uh oh. Um, cool. That's that's not a good thing to roll. Um, so you're tempting fate. On the Templus, you do it seven to nine. You do it, but there's a cost. The MC can offer a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. But you failed altogether. So you get to mark XP. Oh, good. What do you have on you, Belka? Uh, a lot of stones. Which is probably not helpful at this time. Anything Clones. you 
Um, mostly just the the sort of bells and chains, but they're all quite firmly attached. Uh, I think I know what happens. Um, you you make it like halfway, or like three quarters away along the bridge, and and you're kind of like a short step from the the, the opposite cliff edge. So you, so you do like a little leap. You go to jump, and one of the chains, um, which is attached to like your head or your horns, um, snags on the rope behind you. It, it seems it's got tangled somehow, and you kind Uh-oh. of as you jump, it pulls you back, and you and you find yourself kind of like half scrambling for for a grip on the cliff face. Oh, your no. chains. Sort of like still tangled around one of the ropes. I, I think Briss and Callan like <laughs> hear a noise behind them. It's like a sound of like a load of bells, something falling, and and probably like a swear word in a language that you don't know. But they know it's a swear. It's yeah. got the intonation of a swear. Definitely. Alpha Briss t- sighs and turns around, and starts running back to help help Belka. Okay. Uh. Yeah. You find Belka sort of like. Pulling themselves up the cliff face, and, and I think you, like, help, you and Callan help um, them to, like, get to their feet. There was a reason I was trying to leave without you. Don't take it personally. Some of us are just... know what we're doing out here. Hurtful. Are you going to insist on coming along? Yes. I'm on this side now. Just don't slow us down, okay? There's a lot of people counting on us. I'm going to just start walking pointedly quite briskly. Briss follows along, looking a bit resigned. Um, so, Charla. Yeah? <laughs> what are you gonna do now? <laughs> that sounded so sad. I'm totally expecting uh, Wizard of Oz style storm here. You gotta oh, get in that no. house quick. So Charla's out in the storm that's now laughing that after a huge scream with Iov and Corin and the family, right? Yeah. So there's Iov, Corin, you, and then the family, which is Savelle, which is the elder, Ven, who is the mother, and then uh, Ven's two children, Aelin and Venman. Good. I guess the question here is, like, imagine between you and Iov, you kind of, you're kind of leading some of these people. Yeah. Who, who, who are you leading? Whose hands are you holding? I have um, Savelle and probably Corin. Okay, I think maybe Venren is holding Corin's hand. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I think Iov is um, holding Ven and Island's hands as you make your way through the storm. And you're you're sort of like right in the middle of it now. Um, there's snow like coming down everywhere. Um, your your visibility is basically nothing. Like some of you have lit torches, and you can just see, you can just see the torch like ahead of you. You're probably following Iov and and the two that he's leading. Yeah. And then you're trying to keep pace, um, but it's difficult in the snow. It's incredibly silent, apart from the noise of the storm. Like there is, it's it's almost like it's layered on top of this great yawning silence. Is the sound of laughter under that, like sort of hidden in a laughter? In a way that doesn't make sense to like how you hear sound, um, is like the sound of the screen. Like you can just sort of feel that it's it's contained within it, just playing again and again, as if like the sound of the screen had been twisted and changed and turned into this laughter. Ah, that is the worst thing I've ever heard. How are you feeling right now? Terrified. <laughs> and and how does Charla deal with this terror? We're probably looking at definitely a few quiet tears and really holding Corin's hand very strongly and just trying to keep moving, just kind of because Iov is ahead with the other people, trying to be like right with them and just being terrified that anyone else should get lost. Yeah. So just trying trying to focus on that and not seem too upset. Okay. Um. You, you keep pushing on through the storm and. I think there are points where you see signs of um, of of the caravan ahead of you. You you find like like scraps of things that um, you know that the caravan had, like may- maybe bits of blankets, uh, maybe a piece of a crate that's been left behind that, that you know like you would have stored food in. But suddenly, like this trail of stuff stops. Um, as far as you can tell, you're still within the forest, but you're not entirely sure. And I have a- ahead of you stops as well. Why are we stopped? Is everything okay? Just sort of looks at you and goes, 
Which way? And all around us, we have, like, forest around us? Yeah, you have the forest. Uh, like, I feel like you're, you're probably stood next to one of the trees. So the group were, like, travelling basically northwards before turning east um, to go to the mountain. Okay. And I think you've been going northwards so far. I was going to say, I bet in my cookbook that I could look at plants and have an idea of at least which way we're going. Because that's the thing you can do. Yeah, I feel like um, like that, that standard thing of like the moss grows on... Yeah. Is it the Plants. north side of the tree trunk? Like, I feel like that is that is a thing that applies to this world. Or at least this segment of this world. Yeah. Um... I feel like those rules might change according to location. But let's do the, the north side of the tree trunk as well, the moss grows in, in the shower. Did so when I was with did I was I there when they turned? No, um so they were still heading north, um, at that point. Um but they weren't far from turning. Okay. I'll just say because otherwise we're gonna have to go continuing on straight and that's not what I want to do. I'm going to say Well they were gonna turn this way towards the mountains. So we'll go this way. And then maybe we'll find them? I, I imagine, like, you're shouting that over the storm, like, over the sound of, like, the wind and the sound of this laughter. But he just kind of, like, looks at you and nods, um, and then starts heading that way. Um, would you like to make a, um, um, lead people through a dangerous situation? You might not have that one. Oh, can I do that? Um, no, I think because you're a child. It's just temp fate. Yeah. Okay. Um, how are you feeling? Are you, are you still terrified? Prob- still terrified. There's still a loop scream, but probably terrified with a with a tinge of haha. I was able to figure out where the the moss thing is, and I know where we're going. So woo! But also terrified. So that's a roll of scared. Yeah, it's a roll of scared, and it's a nine, and it's not a two, and so that is a good thing. So what happens? Yeah, you keep pushing on through the storm. Um, gradually, like a spring. Appears in like Iowa Step as as, and I guess to yours as well as you realise that the storm is starting to, it's a start, starting to thin a little bit. Um, however, that sounds good. You oh, no. nine. Um, so that means there's a cost. Um, so the MC can offer a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. Oh no! At least it's not instant death and screams with laughter. So that's a good thing. I hope. Yeah, sure. So oh, as good. <laughs> so as as you're following, um, as you're following, I of um, you've got um, Savel in your left hand, um, Corin holding your right hand. Um, you you hear like above the sound of like this ringing like laughter and screaming. It it, it kind of like shifts and changes, but but like the effect is persistent. Um, you you hear a different scream. It is uh, the scream of Corin. What? And he, and he, like, squeezes your hand, like, tighter. What? Um, are you looking around? Yeah. Well, I'm mostly looking at Corin. Cool. Uh, yeah, so Corin's still, like, holding, um, you with his left hand. Um, and he's, like, and he's, like, waving his right hand, um, which seems to have, like, scratch wounds down it. Where's the other person? Where's, 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 which one? Fenrin? Yeah, Fenrin. Where's Fenrin? Um, Cor- Corin, um, looks in, because she, she bit me, and then, like, is looking around, like... To, to see where Venwin is. Um, so you've got a choice right now, which is, do you, do you try and keep up with Iov, or do you try and work out where Venwin is? Uh, I'd probably try and figure out where Venwin is, ignoring all of the people who are typing, RUN! <laughs> oh no! But no, I definitely... I sent out with the attention to try and keep everyone together. You can just about see the figure of Venren fading one way and I of fading the other. So yeah, is your choice to go after Venren? Venren. Cool. So you drag um, Savelle and um, Corin with you. Like I feel like Savelle is sort of happy to go along with you, but but Corin's a bit like like a bit confused and lost, almost. Okay. Um, you can see the figure of Venren ahead of you. They are. Like stood next to one of these um, coax trees, uh-huh. and despite the cold and despite the storm, uh, they have taken they've they've taken off their jacket 
as kind of like a prop as they're dancing around in the snow and the ice. They seem to be happy. They seem to be smiling. Oh, no. Savelle, does this happen often to Venren? Are you looking at Savelle as you do this? Yeah. Savelle? How did we describe Savelle? Two seconds. Oh, yeah, so Savelle is, like, an old man. Um, He's got, like, a long grey beard. Um, And, like, as you turn to, like, talk to him, you see, like, his face is looking down at you and you see this, like, big grin appear on his lips. Um, like, like, too wide a grin for, like, anyone to really have. And I feel like at that point he, like, pulls down the blindfold that he's wearing, the, the veil, and, like, lets go of your hand and, like, moves to join Venran in dancing. What do you do? I look at Corin to see the same things happening to, to Corin. Um, I feel like corin has got, like, his eyes shut tight. He seems to be, like, fighting something up. And I feel like you can feel it, too. Like, there's, there's something that seems to be, like, pervading here. Like, a joyfulness. You, you can feel it in your limbs. Like, it's strange that these people are dancing, but also, isn't dance fun? Um, it seems really bad. <laughs> nah, it's fine, mate. You're fine. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think of, of, of what to do. Sell not... and have a boogie. <laughs> that seems like the worst thing to do. I think I'm going to have to attempt to convince them to come with me. And the only two things I think I can do are probably manipulate or really dangerously pack leader, which would require me to actually dance with them. Oh, pack leader's really good. And then trying to like play with them and then try and convince them that the most fun thing is to leave there and hope <laughs> that works. And this is the best idea I've got so far. So it's like a pie piper, Lord of the Dance. That is my plan. Yep, oh that's God, what we're going with. Brilliant. And I think it will be beautiful. Are you saying anything to Corin before you do this, or are you just going to start doing it? I guess I trust me, I have a plan. How are you feeling? I think I'm actually annoyed. We were doing so well, and I have no idea what's happening here. And hey. I'm, I, I, think, I think kind of like annoyed, which I believe is on like the angry level. So... Yeah, let's see how this goes. Okay. So pack leader is when you play with other kids, roll. On a 10 plus, you become leader of your pack. Hold three. On a 79, hold one. Spend hold one for one to get the other kids to do what you want. Right. Um, I'm currently counting Savelle as a child. Yeah, I think that's fair in this situation. Yeah. Seven. Holy shit. <laughs> um, but that means I can only get one of them. Uh, no, I think it gets them all. You oh, just it does? only get to tell oh. them what to do once, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So, so do you want to describe this to me? What are you doing? I'm. I think I'm gonna hold, like, there's, like, a feeling of all of the, the really annoying joy that is in this area. And so I'm gonna try and hold on to how, like, annoyed I am about all of this, but join into playing maybe, like, Ring Around the Rosie style. Hope grabbing their hands, and then at some point, laughing, while yelling to Corin, we're going to run now, um, break off the circle, and then just laughing and skipping, lead them back to everyone else, making it look like it's just so much fun, and god damn it, we're going back to everyone. Yeah, I think lucky for you, like, Ayov isn't too far away, and you managed to make your way through the storm, and you, and you find Ayov. And he's kind of got his... You find him, like, sat on a tree stump uh, with his head in his hands. And he he looks up as you approach, shakes his head. Because, like, in front of him, uh, you can see um, Ven and Ilan are kind of, like, dancing with each other, holding each other's hands. No. And cool. I think, like, let's let's go quickly to Shu and Ven's, I think, on the mountainside. Um... I think Ven's... Are you still sat down? Um, now that I've noticed that uh, are Briss and Belka are out of sight now? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start heading up to meet Shu. Okay. As like he approaches you, he kind of looks at you and goes, What was that? Back there, what was that? What was what? Whatever you did with the eagle. Barely escaped. I didn't do anything with the eagle. 
Was 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 was, was that weaving? Sh- who, sh- who are you? You know who I am. I'm Vens. Clearly, the Shara was looking over us both there. I know you did. And well, then, if you know, why are you still asking questions? Because I want to know how you did it. What? Who are you? Why are you here? What? Shoo. If anything, know that I'm here to help, and that I'm trying my best to help you and your people. But I think that has to come with helping the Sharrow. The Sharrow is what protected us back there. I just channeled it, and all I'm trying to do is help get your people here and safe. But I think that means going to find the Sharrow. Fuck the Sharrow. Why are you talking about the Sharrow? Like, the Sharrow has has turned its back on us. Only we can look after our people. You think the Sharrow has turned your back on you? Look at what it did for us back there. Look at what it did and protected us. You protected us, not the Sharrow. I just channeled the Sharrow. I just channeled the power that it gives me. So are you trying to convince this guy to come to see the Sharrow with you? Or at least, like, to have some faith in the Sharrow? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. I want to get him to come with me. Okay, uh, I feel like this is, like, a manipulate role at this point. And I will try to manipulate. I'm still feeling quite weak. Uh, maybe run down. Maybe pop myself in a bit scared. Because I don't okay. like to feel this weak. So, manipulate is when you try and convince an NPC to do something you want, roll. On a hit, they do it and choose one. On a 7 to 9, choose two. That is an 8. I rolled an 8. Um, remember to mark your um, spikes as well. So, you rolled an 8. Uh, so, you get to choose two. Um, the, the options are you owe them tribute. You're going to need to give them something up front. Uh, you need to do a favour first, or you need to give a piece of yourself, body, or spirit. Hmm. I think I'm going to give something of myself, maybe explain, well, maybe reveal to Shu that I am able to weave, but tell him properly and not be around the bush. Okay. Um, Are you going to ask him to keep it a secret? Yes. I mean, you've already got, he's already got a bond on you, so I'm not going to, like, give him any more. I think that is kind of that secret keeping. That's why he's got it over Yeah, here. yeah. Um, and I think the other thing I'd probably do is maybe, what was one of them like, owe a favour or something, or give them something? You need to do a favour first, or you owe them tribute. What does owing them tribute entail? Um, it, it could mean different things. It's a little bit like a bond, like like you you kind of like promised them something in the future, or... Okay, well, I, I'm going to shoot, look, you're right, I'm a weaver. What I did back there was to... To save the both of us. But what I need you to do now, I need you to help me come help the Sharrow. Because the reason why all of this is happening is because the Sharrow is sick, it's in need, it needs help. And I can make the journey by myself, but from what we've been through and what you know about me now, know that I don't ask you lightly to come with me. I promise that we'll come back and protect the village and protect the people, but I need your help right now. How would I find that way? If we're here, they can find us, but we need to leave something. We need to leave something that tells them where to go. I think that's what he's asking you. He's asking you for like something that lets people find you. What is in where we've gone? Like no, like where, like the caves, basically. Like a little bit of a reason that you and Shu were kept there was so that you know if the caravan appeared, you can you can lead them up the hill. Can we make a makeshift flag or something? Or I'm actually considering a, a little kite here. I feel like something that would just be caught in a little constant gust of wind or something, keeping it flying above the ropes. That kind of like flies in one place? Yeah. Almost as if it's like fixed onto it, like a, a long pole, but obviously we don't have that, so it's just going to be some, some rope or whatever. Okay. Is it something like magically imbued, or are you just doing it normally? I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it magically imbued so it stays up all the time. And I guess can be seen. Yeah, so it's obvious that it's this is where you need to come. Okay. Um, do you want to make your roll for that? I think I'm going to have to. How am I feeling? I think I'm feeling excited that Shu's decided to join me. So I'm going to go with a joyful roll. Cool. Um, so spell weaving. When you use spirit to weave spells, say what you want to achieve. Choose tags according to your bond of remnants. I think we've got done that. Uh, the GM will tell you how much spirit it will cost you. Then roll. On a 10 plus you do it. On a 7 to 9 you do it. Pick 2. 
Um, do you know what the stones do? Like, I feel like of all the characters, you would know what the stones do. Uh, um, do you know, like the weird glass orbs that people have been picking up? I assume there's some sort of spirit power container. Yeah. Like, um, so, like, one of the things we established was that Shu was wearing one round his neck. Um, you can use it in place of spirit. So I think this is going to cost you one spirit because it's quite a, a simple thing that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you could use this in, instead. Um, but, like, the, the drawback is that it will spike you in that amount. Oh, so if I, if I use the gem, it'll spike me in Joyful. Yeah. Yeah, you won't, like, spike out, but it'll, it'll give you, like, an extra spike. So you'll gain two spikes from this roll. Oh, okay, that's fine. I think I can take that. So um, this gem is green, which is kind of like... Like, it's kind of like a nice pale green, so it's like... I guess it's associated with, like, a peaceful feeling. You could ask, like, yeah, so do you want to use it? And if so, how are you going about using it? I think I'm just going to... If it's around Shu's neck, I'm just going to place my hand on it. So I'm going to place my hand on Shu's chest, um, over the orb. I think Shu's going to think that I've placed my hand on his chest, but really I'm using the orb. Um, and I'm going to start trying to imbue this makeshift kite we've made with the the power to stay in flight attached to this rope bridge. Okay, uh, make your roll. Seven. So what does that do? You either take one more harm or trauma, um, you unravel, the spell has side effects, or the tagged remnant calls in a bond or gains a bond. Where are we going to go with this? I think the spell has side effects, and... Ooh, I unravel a bit? Oh no. I feel so this like... Is your first... I feel like... Um, after everything that's happened in such a short space of time that I haven't had chance to really re- recover from all of that. Cool. And I think it's been a bit much for one day. <laughs> and especially after not using many of my powers for a long time. So you put your hand on on Chu's chest and, and you bring and you begin to like draw the energy from this orb into like crafting crafting this kite? What does the kite look like? Is it like a literal bird? Yeah, I think like vague, maybe crude bird shape, but nothing like. But I think it's obviously not a real bird, if you know what I mean. As in to draw people's attention, like they'll see a bird and then they'll go, "Wait, that's not a real bird." Yeah, but it's probably got like feathers and stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. You know me, I love my feathers. Okay, and how big is this thing? I think a decent size, maybe like a big wingspan, just to get people's attention again. Maybe like. Six foot. Cool. And like, yeah. And and like like we we're discussing, there's a way that people can see it from distance. So I imagine it kind of like catches people's eyes. Maybe like like a glint in the sun or something. Even if there's not sun, but it's like just like a, a sparkle or something. Nice. Um. So, I think a few things happen as you're as you're like imbuing this kite with like these kind of magical properties. The first one is that you pull the power. Um, that is in shoes or like kind of through you and into the kite and as you as you do so like you get this feeling of immense resignation the feeling that someone is at peace with a decision is a tough decision but is one that they've made and settled on i think you kind of see a glimpse of the moment where this piece of soul was taken from the person and you can see I don't think you ever went into the room in the village um, that Charla broke into, but I, it, it's that room. And you can see, like, there were five or six people. You, you get the sense that there's five or six people in this underwell. Um, and there's one person standing over this person that you, like, briefly inhabit. And, like, this person is focused on, like, holding hands of someone else as as a piece of their soul is drained out of their body and into the orb. And... Back in the present moment, the orb goes white as the green, as the piece is drawn out of it and placed into this, into this mannequin. That's when you unravel, and you have some options here. Um, so you get to choose one of these three things to start with before having to like choose the fourth thing. So um, call dangerous attention to yourself and advance. You can be forced to act against your own best interests or cross a line you held sacred. 
you can recall the first time you learnt of your powers. How did it make you feel? Player all spikes in that state. Let's say I'm acting against my own best interests. Okay. Uh, what does that mean here? I mean, my current in- biggest interest is to um, get to the Shadow, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. And obviously this was part of that, but this is a complete... You know, I didn't really want to do this. I didn't really want to make this signal or whatever. So I guess I've been kind of trying to help the village rather than looking for the Shadow. So I think... Um... Like, when you unravel it, it forces something bigger than just the action you're doing. So, like, it means that you act in that way. Okay. So I guess this could mean one of two things. Um, It could be that you go against your decision to find the shadow, but that feels a little unsatisfactory. Yeah, definitely. Um, But maybe, like, there's something... Maybe you choosing to use your powers to help the villagers put a divide between you and the shadow? Yeah, because it's something I wouldn't have normally done. Especially with the the way I've been acting all these years previously, it's not been using my powers to help other people. It's been specifically for the remnant. Yeah, and I think like the shadow knows it. And the shadow, I feel like the shadow can feel the sort of in your like in your heart or in your like soul um, that you're putting the people before it now. Like, and it's not that you're acting against the shadow or that you love the shadow and you less, it's just that you found, like, another purpose. And maybe, like, if you were forced to side between one or the other, like, that that has kind of shifted. But the balance of these things has shifted. Does that make sense to you? Does that mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's make sense in this right. situation? Yeah. I think that's, that's exactly right. Cool. I guess then you and she are leaving. We're off. Let's, let's get to the shower. I think we're gonna not head directly north over the mountain, but try and trek around it. Don't particularly want to head any higher. So Briss, Belka, and Callan are in front of the caves. And we'll cut there. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go in the cave! <laughs> I'm, I'm already regretting leaving him. God damn it. Belka and Briss, you're stood in front of the cave entrance uh, with Callan uh, alongside you. It's kind of like a fairly nondescript opening into the side of the mountain. You could see it from distance, but like getting up close, it, it it seems to be like quite a wide opening that kind of narrows a lot in the first like few feet. Like as you get closer, you can see that it's probably like only a few feet wide at this point, and and just about tall enough for like a human to pass through it. Um, I'm gonna find a branch or something and just lash together a quick a, a torch, something I can some form of light that I can carry in and push on into the into the cave. Trying to squeeze through where it gets narrow. I thought you had super light sensitive eyes. Well, I mean it's gonna be really dark in there. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, as as uh as as getting past the first sort of as it gets uh, starts getting a little bit darker, it takes the the uh veil uh well, lifts it up. Um almost relieved to finally get the chance in the middle of the day. It's not very often uh, she gets the chance to. So I think you can feel, like, you can see mo- like better than most people can. But over time, as, like, the cave, like, twists and kind of and bends, uh, as, as you follow it sort of deeper into the mountain, it does just get black. Okay. Has it, has it widened out at all? I think it's, like, narrow for the first few minutes. With with bits that kind of like stoop and like suddenly go lower, and then and then it starts rising again, and it seems to just be like one one narrow tunnel at the minute that seems to like bend and curve and and kind of meander with no sense of purpose. Okay, um, Briss realizes she hasn't actually uh, told the others to follow her and looks back to see if they're there. I assume they are. In fairness, you would definitely hear that Belka is behind you, both. Both the echoing bells and presumably the horrible scraping noise of horns on narrow walls. <laughs> Just the occasional dink, dink, dink. Yep. Uh, Belka, are you like directly behind Briss? I've got a hand on the back of like Briss's. I'm like holding on. Okay, I, and I feel like you can feel the same behind you as like Callan kind of 
Holds on. I think Callan has also made a torch. Belka, is there any way you can, like, muffle those bells or something? The echoes in here are giving me a headache. It's like the longest and frostiest silence. Um, that Chris does is not look backwards. <laughs> extremely rude to ask. Um, but I think actually sort of in deference to the situation and still a bit shaken up from potentially plunging to their death, maybe they will kind of slowly wrap their scarf around their head a little bit. Just They're not going to take them off, but they will try and make them quieter. Uh, Briss, without looking back, sort of raises her eyebrows a little bit, trying to hide her surprise that it worked, because um, she's never seen Belka quiet the bells before. It's just been a constant, constant annoyance this whole time. In fact, she's probably asked before, and it hasn't worked. Oh, they've definitely flat out said no before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just carry on until we find somewhere wide enough that people can actually rest, basically. Uh, you continue walking through the cave, like, following this tunnel uh, through the mountainside, when all of a sudden, like, this piece of rock juts out in front of you. Um, to the left, uh, it, it still seems to be, like, pitch darkness, and it looks like a few more feet uh, of the cave before it drops down a little bit. To the right, um, you can see like further down the tunnel there seems to be some sort of light. It's it's very pale. I think to start with you're not quite sure whether it, it's just like a reflection of your torch, but you can see that it seems to be like a different shade. Instead of like the yellow and oranges of flame, it seems to be like a pale green colour. Is it is it likely to be the sort of daylight coming in reflected off trees and stuff? Like, does it look like it's another exit? Or is it like an actual source of green light? It seems to be like a glow, I guess, rather than any form of sunlight. Callan, you can see that, right? Is that... does that look normal to you? I can also see that. Sure, yeah, okay. Belka, does that look normal to you? Mmm... we are in caves. Yes. What is normal in caves? <sighs> Callan, what do you think? I think Callan, like, looks at Belka... Because I, 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 I feel like like Callan and Belka have like this sense of trust now, and like Callan just kind of looks at Belka and it's like I kind of see the sense that Belka's making. You you know what the you, you know what the caves are like that that kid found, right? What is normal in caves? <laughs> yeah. Uh God. Like the one with the bones. God. Belka's ears are definitely picking up at the one with the bones. Let's try remembering something else uh, for the moment. That was that's not something I want to think about right now. <sighs> All right, let's let, let's go check it out. If it's more of those mushrooms, then we can set fire to them or something. That sounds like it could be a bad idea, maybe. But what do I know? Belka, I don't know how how much you're aware of, but those mushrooms are probably the reason that your weaver is. <sighs> unconscious right now. But would burning them be better? Better than leading the villagers here to a cave full of them. Um, you work your way down uh, these caves, this this tunnel, uh, I think it's a little bit wider by now. You could probably get like one and a half people abreast. You see ahead of you are some planks of wood. They seem to be like built as a barricade blocking the tunnel any further. And and through the edges, um, the, the green light is glowing from like the the holes in the edges, the gaps around the edges. Oh shit! Absolutely no hesitation. Belka is knocking on the barricade. Oh god, no, no, no! Too late. Yeah, I, I think it's been done. <sighs> Briss, Briss uh, grabs grabs Belka and pulls them back around the corner. Like, what the hell do you think you're doing? You could hear like the the sound of just like echoing through the caves. Oh no! Oh no! We need to go back. But we want to go forwards. Shh. Don't move. You know that thing where you tell a child not to move and they exaggeratedly, like, stand on one leg and, like, hover a little bit? <laughs> oh, why did I bring you? <laughs> that's, that's, sorry, that was, uh, that was internal. That was <laughs> um, Briss just sort of hushes them both down and just waits 
for a good minute or so in silence to see if there's any kind of response or anything. Okay. Um, are you like actively paying attention? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very, very careful. So like, like, cause this feels like it could be a pay attention to the world around you move. It seems like one of those, doesn't it? Yes. You'd think so. Uh, do you want to make the roll? Why not? How are you feeling right now? Um, angry. <laughs> Definitely angry. <laughs> cool. Make a roll. So pay attention to the world around you. Uh, when you spend a moment to pay attention to the world around you, roll on a 10 plus, ask 3. On a 7 to 9, ask 1. When you act on an answer, take plus 1 forward. Okay, well, um, I accidentally rolled twice, so I'm just going to take the first one, because that's the one that was good. <laughs> so you um, got a 7. So 7, yeah. Um, so the questions you get to ask are, what's my best way out in past? How is blank vulnerable to me? Which enemy is the biggest threat? What if anything appears at place? What's my enemy's true position? Is this going to get worse before it gets better? What is the history of blank? What superstitions exist about blank? Okay, can I can I put a condition on one of those and say, apart from the green glow and the wooden barricade in a cave in the middle of nowhere, what's out of place? <laughs> uh, sure. I'm trying to. I'm I'm mostly trying to hear any sort of response to the knocking or any anything if we've. Something or someone has been alerted by it. Sure. Um, yeah, I think that is definitely the case. You stop to listen to work out what's going on. You can still hear the sound of water in the distance. Uh, it's a little bit louder since you've been travelling through the caves. But over the top of that, you definitely hear like the movement of someone. You hear the sound of someone dropping an object. It like it sounds like a hollow object that that seems to bounce a couple of times, and then you hear like the shuffling of someone running off. This seems to be through the other side of the barricade. I mean, in one way, if there are people living here, it means these caves are habitable. Briss is whispering this to the others right now. But if they're unfriendly, we're going to be leading our people into a slaughter. I hate to mm -hmm. say this, but we might need to we might need to make contact. Unless anyone's got a better idea. No, we should ask. I, I think I think Callan just like looks and nods. Whatever's in here, if if they're human, with it. well, we can fight them better than whatever's out there. You can fight people, you can't, can't fight, fight a storm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. What's the equivalent of a high five in this universe? Because I want Belka and Callan to do it when they say the same thing at the same time. <laughs> I think I think at this stage it's just Callan like grinning and like like sheepishly looking down. Okay, Briss is gonna take a deep breath and walk up to the barricade. And knock on it again and call out. What are you calling out? Hello? Is is anyone there? I think I'm out of silence. Is there any way around the barricade or over it? How how high is it? Um, it goes all the way to the ceiling. Um, it's made out of wooden beams. So it's wooden beams like attached to the wall through like a metal structure that goes down. Maybe tell them what you want. Maybe they are afraid. Um. Okay. Is that Belka's advice? That's Belka's advice. Definitely. This is the worst idea. Um, we're looking for somewhere to shelter. We've got, we've got people who need help. Do you want to make a manipulate roll here? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, uh, how am I feeling right now? Um, probably, probably a little bit scared actually. Like this is this is a really bad idea. They're in unfamiliar territory. We've got no idea what's behind there, and we're making ourselves known to unknown potential enemies. So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna roll scared. <laughs> so that's an eight. Cool. Um, so when you try and convince an NPC to do something you want, roll on a hit. They do it and choose one. On a seven to nine, choose two. So you owe them tribute. You're going to need to give them something up front. You need to do a favour first, or you need to give a piece of yourself, body, or spirit. I'm I'm happy with with letting them ask a favour. Um, and and you need to choose two of these. So what? Triple one. Oh, choose two. Sorry. Um, uh, probably give a piece of give a piece of myself. I think. Uh, so what does what do you think that is? I mean, does does my trust count? Like I'm making 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 us very vulnerable here. Yeah, I guess a little bit. Maybe you're also like on top of your, on top of that, like who you are, like a name and where you're from. Okay. 
My name is Briss. I'm from I'm from Ninuts. We're trying to find shelter from the storm. We we need help. If there's anyone there, please. I lift the torch up so that if there's any gaps in it, there's a clear view of my face through the through the thing and step back a little bit ways so I can be seen. You you see uh like two pairs of eyes appear through one of the one of the gaps in the in the slats. They're they're kind of they're hazel coloured. And they they look out and like kind of look at your face. They're they're a little bit shorter than you, like maybe six inches shorter than you. Um, I crouch down so I'm at eye level with them. H- Hello, can you can you understand me? Yeah, Briss, you're Briss. Briss, yes, that's me. Uh, who, who are you? Who are the others? Oh, this is this is Belka. Uh, they're a storyteller, and this is Callan. Maddie like looks looks at Belka, a storyteller. Yes. What kind of stories? All kinds of stories. All the ones that matter. But what kind of form? How, how, how do you tell your stories? Uh, is gonna rummage through their scarf and pull out, um, some sort of twigs and stones that have kind of elaborate knots told all over them, and kind of like hold them up. Well, mostly these, but words also. And dance. And sometimes song, although my voice is bad. Your your voice seems fine. Mm, speaking and singing are different. But thank you. I I I tell stories too. Well, kind of. Like it's gonna kind of clap their gonna clap their hands a little bit, kind of excitedly. Like, I look forward to hearing them. Tell me one of yours. If you are who you say you are. 